Ah, hello everybody, and welcome, as I adjust the headset here a little bit, and welcome to this live uh, review, if you will, on both uh, the A&E and Dark Side of the Ring uh, episodes, biographies, docu- uh, documentaries, if you will, uh, documentaries on the ultimate warrior, Jim Helwig. And, um, you know, I, I think I'm going to say it best right now, guys. I think when you, uh, when you look at both of the, um, of the, uh, of, uh, when you look at both, uh, documentaries, if you will, you know, biographies, you know, takes on the warrior, you could see that there are indeed, uh, similarities, you know, oops, didn't want to do that. Hold on. Discard that. Well, like I say, you kind of tell that there are indeed uh, similarities but between the two, if you know what I mean. There are definitely uh, similarities um, right off the bat. There are similarities uh, in, in several areas. I mean, they, they talk about where he was raised and everything and stuff. Uh, the only big difference, I think, is the length, is the length between both because – uh, on one hand, with Dark Side of the Ring, of course, it's only an hour, depending on whether or not it's a season premiere or a season finale. Then that's the only time you get a two-hour run, uh, if you know what I mean. And and uh, you know that's probably the biggest difference between the two because the A and E biography was two hours, and uh, again, they they touched upon similar topics, if you will. The only difference, and I was looking at what um, Alex Hicks had to say, uh, just Alex um, had to say uh, about this. And he basically felt when he was, because, you know, anybody that's, that was, um, anybody that was looking forward to this week, you know, knowing that both A&E biography and collaboration with WWE and Dark Side of the Ring, which is their own independent deal, uh, was going to be talking about The Warrior. A lot of people wanted to watch both uh, shows to see if there was, like I said, any differences, similarities, you know, topics, issues, and things that were touched upon um, in, in each episode. With a, you know, A&E biography touched upon this, you know, and Dark Side touched upon that. You know, what, you know, A&E left out, what Dark Side left out. You know, stuff like, you know, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. And you know, a lot of people again caught wanting uh getting ready to talk about this. Um you know, they, they wanted to know. You know, they wanted to basically, like I said, see who, you know, again, I know I'm sounding repetitive here because I'm also typing in something here. I'm trying to link it here on Twitter. You know, you know, people wanted to know, you know, they wanted to know, um, you know, what was left in, what was left out kind of deal. And I'm going to say it right now. um, There were differences. especially with who they talked to and like the footage they got and everything, but there were some similarities. Um, 
the one thing about Dark Side of the Ring, though, as we all know that follow it, is they like to do reenactments. They like to do reenact uh, reenactments of, of stuff, you know, to kind of give you an idea of what it may have looked like. And, uh, you know, that's what they did, you know, here as well, because there were moments where they would reenact, you know, Warrior pinning Hogan, and uh, then they would reenact when Warrior went through the curtain, you know, towards the end of SummerSlam 91, and Vince McMahon fired him. You know, they they did a reenactment of him being in the locker room, just breaking down and, you know, wondering, you know, what's next after he won the championship. You know, they did reenactments then, and... and and to the credit of AE, AE and AE biography, they touched upon that too. They touched upon all of that with the exception of the reenactments, um, if you will, with the exception of the reenactments. And, you know, again, they, they went over basically some of the same stuff, if you will. You know, they even talked about uh, the letter that you know he had given he had given Vince before he went out uh, for the match or was potentially going out for the match you know you know they they touched upon that and and, and everything and You know, like I said, they, they touched upon that and I don't that you know, like I said, they, they touched upon they touched upon the letter. Um, if you will, like I said, they touched upon the letter and, and everything and you know what was you know and what it entailed. I mean, here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. Jim Cornette had a copy of the letter of the letter that Vince had given Warrior, and A and E had, and um, and I think uh, Warrior's first wife Sherry uh, had a copy of it as well. So, uh, had a copy of the letter Vin, uh, Warrior was going to give Vince. So. Dark Side of the Ring had, you know, the, you know that, you know, had access to those letters, the actual letters, or at least copies of them. And Abe's biography had access to the letters as well, but you know they didn't have somebody like Warrior's first wife Sherry holding it, or you know Jim Cornette holding, you know, the one Vince gave Warrior. Instead, they had a copy, like that downloaded digital copy of it, where they highlighted certain parts of each letter. Uh, from both uh, Vince and um, and Warrior himself, so it was uh, it was. In, I'll say it this way: both of them were um, intriguing. Uh, both of them uh, were uh, intriguing, um, if you will, uh, to say the least. Because, like I said, both you know touched upon you know basically the same stuff. You know, both of them touched upon the same stuff. There is no doubt about it. You know, they had some of the same footage of when he would, when he was doing his uh, speaking tour, when he was doing his 
speaking when he was going out trying to be a motivational speaker, you know, they had, you know, they both have footage of that, um, if you will. Darkside had just a little bit of footage of that. A and E had everything, you know, the footage and the, you know, the aftermath and all that. So if I was to compare the two, if I was to uh, compare the two, um, if you will, if I was to compare the two, I would say that, you know, even though Dark Side of the Ring, you know, touched upon things a little bit more uh, with the people they talked to, um, you know, A&E kind of, I think, you know, barely eked out a win. If you wanted to, like, compare the two, they barely eked out a win because not only did they get in to a lot more stuff and show a lot more stuff because I guess they had access to it more so, but... You know, they didn't shy away like anybody would expect. They did not shy away. I mean, sure, there was some things probably that they did shy away from, but not entirely. They did not shy away. And the way they were able to uh, fill out this near two-hour, at least hour-and-a-half time frame was they used a lot of, of, a lot of archival, archival uh, interviews from, you know, 2005, 2014, you know, you name it. Uh, where they had, you know, Vince on there. They had a, a recent, they had an interview that Vince did for this, uh, for this actual special, along with they had, a, they were, they talked to Shane as well. Uh, but they had archival footage of Vince from 2014, talking about Warrior 2005, the same with Sting, the same with, uh, with Hulk Hogan. You know, they had a good sh- yeah, they had a good amount of people uh, uh, to to talk to to kind of you know make sure they got the facts straight, um, if you will. And what's interesting is his daughters, his daughters, and you talk about growing up. You talk about whoo, no offense, but whoo, talk about growing up into beautiful young ladies that are going to carry on his legacy. I think his oldest basically said it best at the beginning. You can't fully tell the story even seven years after his passing without, you know, just going all in. I mean, she basically said you got you can't you you basically she said in her own way that you can't, you know, censor things. You got to you got to be you got to let the truth out. You got to, you know, touch upon all the things, you know, that people have heard about so that, you know, they can probably get a straight answer or they can know more about it. You know, they, she basically said it best. She said, you got to go all out with this. You can't leave anything out. So I'll give credit to Warrior's oldest uh, for saying that. Because she's right. If you're going to do something like this, do not hold anything out. Do not leave anything out. You know, because the thing is, you know, my my assumption is A and E for some of these biography collabs they're doing with WWE, they agreed either they would let them they would make these happen, but on the condition when they talk, but on the condition I should say that when they would talk about certain stars, that they would not hold anything back. You know, they would get as much out there that is needed, whether people already knew about it or they didn't. So, 
Oh, for a sec. Okay, got it. Just making sure I, I, I log this in there. Uh, link it to the to the right people and all that. But anyway, like I said, you know, you know, his daughter's right. They did. You know, if you're going to talk about someone like Warrior, you can't leave anything out, and they didn't. I will give them a lot of credit on that. They did not leave anything out. That being a and e biography. Now, as I mentioned pre, uh, now as I mentioned moments ago, um, Alex, just Alex, when you know he was watching Dark Side of the Ring, he tweeted that he was getting some. Uh, I think what he said. Let me see what he said again. Let me check that. I think he said he was getting. Um, self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior-like vibes from it because um, – but they were reserved. In other words, they were reserved is, is what they were. Let's see if I can get on this thing here. Okay, this is what this is what Alex said, and if I can get it here. I think he has it somewhere. See, uh, okay, this is what he said about six hours ago, about 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. That would be 11 his, I think. Um, he said basically about six hours ago, it's about 4.04 p.m. Pacific right now. That would be 6.04 his time. This is what he said, and I quote, I'm already getting the self-destruction of ultimate war. Okay, this is what just Alex said, and I quote, I'm already getting the self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior vibes from this episode. That said, it doesn't feel as forced. It feels genuine deserved. It feels genuinely or genuine or genuinely deserved. In other words, he's basically saying that even though with the Dark Side of the Ring um, episode, um, if you will, on the Warrior you know, being the way it is, kind of giving you those self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior vibes that, you know, it doesn't feel forced. Like the like the WWE production of that DVD, you know, and he's right. He's right because basically the one thing about Dark Side of the Ring is you're able to shoot. You're not told to say, oh, say this or say that. You know, just shoot, but, you know, make it, you know, just shoot on something that you found bad and we'll put it into the DVD. No, it was mainly the fact that, you know, with Dark Side of the Ring, they just let them shoot. They just say, go ahead and do it. Say what's ever in your mind, whatever. You know, stuff like that. Make it genuine. And that's what he's saying here. He's saying that basically uh, he's getting self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior vibes from this episode. But that said, it doesn't feel as forced. It feels genuine deserved. So... Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. One person replied that um, the A and E docs all have Vince's stamp of approval, so it's like you know they can't really do it. So, 
Anyway, yeah, apparently, apparently, according to what um, Alex tweeted here, because he's been tweeting when he's watching it. Um, let's see. This is what this is what he said about five hours ago. I think after while he was watching it, uh, he noted that warrior because one thing they did not touch upon uh, in the A and E biography, and the, and this is one thing I got to give uh, credit. Um, I got to give credit to uh, you know Dark Side of the Ring for is that they don't shy away from certain things that WWE does, and that's one thing they did do there that Dark Side didn't. Uh, basically, when they talked to Sherry, uh, Warrior's first wife, um, Sherry knew that if he was going to be on the road a lot, something was going to probably happen. She had this vibe. She had this feeling, you know, and um, she she had and basically what fueled her suspicion is that she was is that she didn't hear from him from a while. So she would have a health a wellness inspector go to check up on him and the wellness inspector would call her back and say yeah he's in there he's asleep so you know she still had this uneasiness that something was up something was not right and so she calls again this time she's able to get in contact with him and she finds out you know as she's talking to him she hears another woman in the background she hears another woman in the background. And when she's calling him, he's just getting out of bed. He's just waking up from bed because the phone call woke him up. And as she's talking to him, she hears a woman in the background. You know. So, yeah, basically... Basically, she was um, to, to to say that Sherry was uh, was was upset. Shari was upset uh, would be an understatement because she pretty much she broke down. That's the one thing both ladies, both wives did here is that when it came to certain moments, they broke down. Even Vince, when you know he talked about Warrior dying days after he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in his last appearance on Raw. He kind of started to break down a little bit. You know, it, it's one of those situations to where you talk about the person, you criticize, but also celebrate. But then you get to that one moment nobody wants to hear about. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to it's hard to imagine, um, if you will. It, it's hard to imagine. Now, just Alex, he this is what he wrote about it. And, and I quote or he tweeted about it. And I quote. He says, Warrior cheated on his first wife? Is that why Dana called the documentary Smut and Filth? You don't think Jim cheated on Sherry with Dana, do you? That reaction from Dana was pretty shady. So what Alex, and I'm sure others along with him, are, are saying here, or pointing out here, is they feel it's kind of suspicious that Dana would criticize something like Dark Side of the Rings, you know, take on her husband, and everything, calling it smut and filth, when she probably hadn't really seen it that much. And, and you know, 
anybody, I guess, would feel that that's a little suspicious. Like, why would you criticize something that, you know, you may have not even seen and you only heard maybe by word of mouth? You know, it's like, are you trying to hide something? Were you the woman he slept with? And, you know, those are good, you know, good questions to want to be answered or to have answered. We may never get them, but, you know, who's to say we won't down the line? But anyway, uh, basically, uh, basically that that bleh, basically that wasn't the case though. That was that really wasn't the case though because um, he met Dana Warrior met Dana um, at his gym, the gym he had opened up, and his Warriors gym. He had met Dana there, and Sherry uh, Sherry met her new husband there, her new love there as well. And, you know, just to say that Dana could have been the one he, one of the girls he cheated on Shari, Shari, Shari with, um, I, I can't believe that because Shari uh, even said that, you know, when she looked through his belongings, you know, after discovering what she did when she called him, she noticed a daily, daily planner with each day of the month each day of the month, if you will, um, basically with a different girl's name on it. It had a different girl's name on it every for every day, like when he would be on the road. And again, this is one thing that Sherry uh, in the Dark Side of the Ring one said that she was afraid, she had a suspicion was going to happen. She, she basically said she had a feeling this was going to happen, and it did. It did. Now, now here's the thing. They did both touch upon his origins of, you know, being, you know, small and everything, wanting to build himself up, be a bodybuilder and everything, because he saw the, he saw Arnold Schwarzenegger being that way. And of course, because of Arnold's uh, role in pumping iron. So, you know, he wanted to do that. And he would have the Arnold's poster right in front of him whenever he, he would lift some weight so he can get in shape. But of course, as both stated, both you know documentaries uh, 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 stated that didn't work out for him. So he pursued a career in wrestling. Him and Sting, you know, both became the Freedom Fighters originally uh, in CWA. And when that didn't work, they flipped the switch. Oh, excuse me, they flipped the switch, if you will, and uh, decided to go heel. They decided to go heel and become the Blade Runners. And, you know, that worked fine for a bit. I think they became tag champs uh, when they were the Blade Runners. I think that was in the UWF, Bill Watts UWF. Uh, but, of course, both did talk about, both did touch upon the moment, you know, towards the, ten, towards the end of the tenure in UWF where Warrior started to want to do his own thing. He wanted to have his own independence, kind of do his own thing in the in the wrestling business. So Watts basically said, "Hey, look, I got your money here. You need to come up and get it." And Warrior didn't go with Sting to do it, so Sting had to finish out whatever dates they had left on the contract uh, by himself. So he had to do that, and um, that that was that was kind of uh, hard, if you will. 
you know, well, not hard, but that was kind of like uh, disappointing for him, if you will. But yeah, Sting had to. But yeah, like I said, Sting Sting had to basically finish out their days because Warrior decided to go off on his own and do his own thing. And that's when he showed up in World Class at World Class Championship Wrestling (WCCW). And the Dingo Warrior was born. And the Dingo name, according to the AE, uh, A&E biography, was because somebody was drunk in the back, had a new puppy, uh, and, they were ha- and they had the puppy around or something like that. I, oh, I don't know if the pu- person that had the dog with them was drunk. But all I know is that they said that uh, basically um, that, that basically the, the guy – one of the guys back there was drunk, and when they were asked what kind of dog, that, what dog that they had there, the little puppy, they said, "Oh, it's a dingo," and that's how Dingo Warrior was born. And um, you know, they just went from there. And both basically had similar footage uh, as to his time in WCCW, where he was managed by Gary Hart. You know, he became a babyface. You know, things like that. You know, so they had similar footage. They had similar, if not identical, footage. Um, the thing is, though, when they talked about his transition to uh, WWF, uh, the one thing that A&E said, and I think Darkseid kind of touched upon it a little bit too, but A&E's biography said was, you know, Vince saw that and he was going to make it his own. He was going to decide to make it his own, and he did. He did make it his own. Um, if you will, he did make it his own. Um, but what's interesting when you compare the two, both had basically the similar, uh, I guess you could say, debut, official debut of Warrior. But when they sh- when A and E showed it, they basically had the Ultimate Warrior introduction overlapping it. Well, on the A and E side, well, not A and E, but on the dark side of the ring uh, documentary. They had the original introducing the Dingo Warrior. They had the original debut of him in WWE uh, as the Dingo Warrior, WWF as the Dingo Warrior. So, yeah, um, like I said, they kind of had, they talked about similar moments and everything. Um, His first wife, Shari, uh, basically said that the moment I think she said the moment he won either the world title or the intercontinental title, one of them, that that moment when he won one of those championships, when he won it, basically Jim Helwig left, Warrior entered. In other words, in her own words, uh, the Warrior started to, the Warrior persona started to take over his life. You know, he started to kind of mix the two together into into a hybrid. Uh, of one person. So, yeah, it was, um, so yeah, they, like I said, they touched upon it a lot more and everything. They, they touched upon, uh, the divorce papers and everything. Um, and, and what it was is that, so what it was, so the timing, I, I guess you could say they did touch upon basically the, the timing being similar as to, when he lost the title to Sergeant Slaughter and and everything, they did they talked about that. 
they talked about that and how they were hitting a reset, if you will. But what they didn't talk about that A&E did along with the divorce was this was all happening at the same time he was dropping the title of Slaughter. Dark Sides basically had Cherie said she was going to divorce him, and she did. She was going to send him divorce papers or have him have divorce papers ready for him when he would come home. But they didn't. But the thing is, they didn't touch upon, as far as I know, the fact that this was happening at the same time he was scheduled to drop the belt to Sergeant Slaughter at the Royal Rumble in 1991. And A&E, they, they touched upon it. They did. So, um, anyway, you know, anyway, they, they covered basically similar grounds, if you will. But you can kind of tell that the difference, you know, the difference between between both documentary, documentary, uh, uh, documentaries, if you will, or documentaries, you can kind of tell the big difference was who they were talking to. Because on the A&E side, they had his mom, they had his widow, Dana Warrior, they had his daughters, you know, they had, um, I think they had his football coach, they had his friend from high school, they had um, someone that he worked, he trained under for bodybuilding. You know, they had, of course, uh, Peter Rosenberg, uh, Sam Roberts, who some people are like, well, why do you have them here? But again, look, they're guys that grew up in our generation, you know, obviously getting into sports and everything. You got to give them credit whether you like them or not. They have a an intuition when it comes to wanting to know some things or find out more information. The, the historian uh, they're kind of like historians, but not in that Jim Cornette-like level, if you know what I mean. But yeah, they had them. They had Vince. They had Shane. They had archival interviews of Sting and Hogan. You know, they 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 had everything covered and every. They had all the bases covered, if you will, when it came to getting a different takes on the story, a different sides of the story. Dark Side of the Ring, you know, they had, of course, his first wife. They had um, Jim Cornette. They had Eric Bischoff. They had Jim Ross. And I, and I think they had somebody else. I can't really think of who that was. But, yeah, you know, they, I, that was probably the big difference right there. And you can kind of tell that, you know, between, you know, both, you know, uh, broadcast, if you will, um, you know, the, the, the tone in the, in the interviews that were being done. You can kind of tell that in a way, Cornette and Ross, you know, on particular, weren't particularly fans of, of warrior. They weren't big particular fans of the guy. They res- obviously, they respected him in a way, you know, and what he was, you know, and what he had become, you know, like besides, a, a, you know, you know, uh, besides a, a, re- a true, Catch and catch cans wrestler, if you will, but they kind of—I guess you can kind of tell—they respected, you know, um, the attention he brought to the business, or how he's trying to help it, or trying to—I wouldn't say help it, but try to, you know, evolve it, if you will. You can kind of tell, and since they have a bit of respect, not much, but yeah, there there is definitely some. Dark side of the there was definitely some. I will agree with you know Alex Six on this. There there are definitely a lot of the not a lot not big, 
but there are definitely some self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior vibes to it. Because, you know, they, they did touch upon the good stuff. They did do that. Dark Side of the Ring did do that. But, you know, the reenactments um, kind of, you know, it helped enhance a little bit of the storytelling. And maybe they didn't thoroughly tell the story, depending on, I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing about these two doc, um, these two uh, show, these two episodes on Warrior. It all depends basically on who you believe. A lot of people look at the fact that the A and E biographies, you know, they don't hold anything back. But there are certain people that they will pick on, or not pick on, but choose from to talk to. And the reason they would choose them is because they know they will say things they want to hear. Uh, what's surprising and what really got a lot of people when you compare the two is Dark Side of the Ring. You think, oh, these guys would have Meltzer or Russo on them, right? Nope. A&E had Russo and Meltzer. A&E had them. And what's funny is Meltzer could take this to the bank. He could take this to the bank. That in one, that in the span of one month, in the span of just a month, he was on both Dark Side of the Ring and A&E biography. Not many people could say that they did that in one year. Or in, in not one year, but in one season, less, more or less in the span, in the span of less than a month. Because he was interviewed on Dark Side of the Ring for Brian Pillman. Now he's on the A&E biography for Warrior. Go figure. Go figure, you know. But, yeah, not many people could say they did that. And he can. He can be one of them now. But, yeah, you know, they they had Russo and Meltzer. And on the other hand, Dark Side of the Ring had Eric Bischoff. And you think Bischoff would be on the, on, the, on the A&E one, but he wasn't. And, you know, he was on the, like I said, he was on the, the Dark Side of the Ring one. Not much, but he was there. Um, but, yeah, both, like I said, both touched on similar uh, situations. You know, both had both, doc, uh, both um, uh, documentaries, if you will, uh, showed similar footage. The one thing about Dark Side of the Ring is they, when they show WWE footage, you know, unless they can get permission, maybe just for that one last moment, like a recent moment or something like that. Most of the other time, like the footage of him in the ring competing, uh, they would always frame it like a uh, like a TV tube, or like a yeah, like a television uh, tube, if you will. Uh, so I guess they wouldn't get in trouble or something. Uh, but you can't tell me that Dark Side of the Ring doesn't, you know, give WWE something in return to to using these. You can't you can't tell me that they don't pay them something under the table. You can't tell me they don't because I'm sure they do. I'm sure WWE has some deal under the table with the people uh, advice and Dark Side of the Ring saying, "Hey, you can use our footage, but you got to give us a little bit of that moolah in return." You know, maybe not a big chunk, if you will, but you know, just enough to keep them off their back. Um. But yeah, it was. But yeah, like I said, both covered similar, basically similar topics and everything, um, if you will. Um, Dark Side of the Ring, of course, had that darker tone to it. Uh, what and what they talked about and everything, because again, there are some things they do not. His, uh, what I'm trying to say is, there are some things they will not shy away from. They won't. 
they will not shy away from anything. And, you know, one of the things they didn't shy away from, like I said earlier, is, you know, the fact that he cheated on his wife, his first wife and everything. Uh, but what they did do and, you know, you know, they talked about Cherie in the A&E biography a couple of times, you know, and, and that's about it. You know, a couple of times, like when he first met her, he when he first met her and then married her and then the divorce. And I think that's about it. Cherie basically, um, you know, not only did they get her to talk to, but the fact is, you know, she, you know, like I said, you know, you know, she didn't hold anything back. She didn't. You know, she even talked about the fact that, you know, after they divorced, you know, months afterwards, Warrior would still communicate with her. And he even invited her to Scottsdale, Arizona, to his new mansion. They they did touch upon that, that he bought that, I think, in the A&E biography. But in Darkseid, they touched upon that. And Sherry was the one that he had talked to and confided in about the letter he was getting ready to give Vince. And like I said earlier, they talked about that letter. They showed the letter, you know, on screen, not physically held by somebody, but on screen. And they only, you know, talked about certain, you know, they only uh, uh, narrated and highlighted certain uh, moments in there and certain moments in the letter. But here, Sherry Sherry basically says that Warrior asked her over to confide in her and show her what he was going to do. Because he want because his letter basically was saying that he wanted the same you know royalties as, as the same basically the same treatment that Hogan was getting that basically he had put so much work in and both did touch upon it when they talked about it but that he had put so much work in you know and financially as well that he deserved he believed he deserved the same you know the same treatment and Cherie basically said you know this can't this is not going to end well for him and it didn't because it's both stated you know right after he ran through the curtain towards the end of SummerSlam towards the end of the match there um Vince you know fired him now biography says that when he ran down he ran to the back somebody grabbed him I don't know who it was saying hey Vince wants to see you and Vince basically I guess talked to him gave him his letter and everything and then, uh, you know, fired him or suspended him in a sense. Uh, they both say they fi- both said they fired him. Vince even said he fired him, so he couldn't wait to do it. But the A and E biography once said he was suspended for ninety days, and then I guess was fired and then rehired or something. I don't know. Uh, and the Dark Side of the Ring one says he was fired. Maybe I I think maybe they mentioned a suspension, but mostly they said fired. So when you compare the two, both basically said the same thing, but one, the A&E biography, kind of said that he was suspended. And then I would guess it was also firing or something like that. But yeah, the Dark Side of the Ring one, not only did they talk about it, they reenacted it in a way that was a little bit more slightly different because in their reenactment, when Warriors were running to the back, Vince is right there to stop him, to hand him the letter, and then basically say, you're fired. Get the, you know, fire, you're fired. Get the F out of my building. And what's, and this is coming, and this is coming from Jake the Snake, 
who they're doing a Dark Side of the Ring on uh, next week. Him and Sam Houston and and Rock and Robin, the you know the Smith family, the Grizzly Smith family. Uh, but he basically was right there because Jake Jake was told by Vince because you know he was on the verge of doing a heel turn, right? And Jake was told he was going to work with Warrior because Warrior needed some new opponents. So he was going to initially work with Warrior. Uh, he knew that they were going to make some big money based on the based on you know how they're both presented and who they are. And this is all stemming off the all those vignettes that they did with Warrior trying to uh, tr- uh, believing he could trust Jake and everything, and finding out that it's a lie and that Jake was in cahoots with the Undertaker. But anyway, uh, like I said, Jake needed, and not Jake, but Warrior needed new opponents, and Jake was like at the top of the list as being his next opponent. But when this happened, according to what Jake said, when Vince did this, Vince then turned to Jake and said, you got the worst luck of anybody I know or of anybody I've met. Basically stating that, I guess, obviously, there have been several times beforehand where, you know, it looks like they're going to put Jake with someone like, let's say, Hogan. You know, historically, they were going to do Hogan and him, but they were afraid, you know, people would tune on, turn on Hogan and everything because they liked Jake because there was a pop when Jake hit him with a DDT, I think, in the snake pit, which was something that never aired. I think you can find it on YouTube somewhere. But, you know, that that didn't materialize, even though they worked some matches at house shows. And I think there might have been some other situations as well. So, yeah, again, you know, it's like Jake couldn't catch a break here. It's like he thought now he had a big opportunity again. And I guess from what he's stating, it sounded like Warrior was supposed to get the belt back again. Who knows? But that didn't happen. Warrior got fired in his mind. He got fired. And, you know, there was, you know, nothing he could do about it. And Jake was pissed. He basically said, I wanted to freaking, you know, mm, to that guy. He basically wanted to hurt. Let's just say he wanted to make sure his existence was short lived. We'll put it that way. Uh, but yeah, he was not happy. He was not happy. Now, again, they both, now, like I said, both touch, now, once again, I should say, both. Uh, did touch upon his return in 92 and then how, you know, like I said, he was let go because I, I, I why was he, I, I guess, we, oh, because of the fact that when he came back, um, you know, he didn't look the same and he had to build himself back up. And the A&E biography brought up the fact that he started getting these um, um, uh, growth, growth hormone things uh, to help him out. And I think Darkseid kind of touched upon that too a little bit, but not much. Hold on for a sec.
the thing with Jerica tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. Okay, Brian, I'm on my way home. All right. Okay, I'll call you at the gas station. Okay. Okay, God bless you. Okay, bye. Bye. Sorry about that little phone call from my mom letting me know she's on her way home. She's just leaving now. It's about 4.35. Takes about 54 minutes, traffic depending. It should be hopefully not that bad. But then again, it's the start of Memorial Day weekend. What do you expect? It might be. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, like what was I saying? Oh, yeah. They both touched upon uh, basically the fact that he um, had gotten these uh, growth hormone things or whatever to help build him back up. And this was all... And um, like I said, Dark Side of the Ring slightly touched upon it, but not much. Biography touched upon it, you know, more, if you will. And they both kind of said that it happened around the time that the steroid trial uh, was happening. And, you know, that's why, you know, later on that year, uh, Warrior was let go, uh, even though he was planned to work that tag match of Survivor Series, he was let go because not only did they find, you know, because he has to fill, because one thing biography talked about and showed is he has to fill out these forms whenever they do a drug test of like, okay, this is what you're taking. This is what you're taking. Da, 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 da. And, and, and basically one of the drug tests that he did showed that he was taking the stuff that, you know, they were being, um, they, that they were basically being um, investigated for. Vince was being put on trial for that kind of stuff, and if not more, so they had to let him go. They had to let him go. They had to part ways with him. And they didn't bring him back till till 96. And uh, basically, according to biography, and like I said, Dark Side of the Ring kind of touched upon this too, was Warrior was trying to... By this time, Warrior had legally changed his name to Warrior because this was you know, his character. He had come up with this character initially, even before WWE, uh, so he was able to use it. You know, they couldn't, the only thing that they could use from it was ultimate. Anytime he would be with them, he'd be ultimate warrior or, but outside of it, he'd just be warrior and that's it. So he had legal use of it and he wanted to make it go mainstream. So he did his warrior university and then he did his comic, but he knew that, well, if I'm going to do this, I need to have a huge platform. And, you know, he ended up going back to WWF and and that didn't last long because he missed a few house shows, um, if you will. A and E, you know, brought up the fact that, you know, and Vince even t- talked about this in one of the archival uh, interviews. Uh, you know, they talked about the fact that Warrior um, had, was missing some house shows, and you're not supposed to do that, especially with a pl- company like WWE. And that one of the excuses Warrior made was his father had passed. But Warrior had not seen his father since he was a kid because both did talk about it. His father walked out on them, walked out on the mom and everything, and that was it. So it was like, you know, really? You're going to use that for an excuse because you couldn't make dates? And basically that was it. That was it for his career in WWE until he got inducted in 2014 into the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, they touched upon all that. They even touched upon, like I said earlier, his motivational speaking uh, tour that he was doing. You know, they had footage, both had footage of his uh, moment at the University of Connecticut. But A&E biography, they went more into it. They went more into it because that's where he was talking about, you know, 
you know, gay people and, and all that and queering and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like I said, Dark Side touched upon it. They talked about it, but they didn't show any more than what they did. A&E went all out. They got footage basically from this. And they had uh, basically uh, people, you know, they had students in there arguing with him. They even showed one student telling him after he brought this all up, you need to apologize. You apologize for what you said. No, you apologize. Because they didn't like hearing it. They didn't like hearing that somebody, you know, had a belief that, you know, what, you know, LGBTQ is to them is wrong. You know, that's not the way things work, you know. And both both Dark Side of the Ring and A&E Biography, you know, you know, both, you know, uh, both documentaries, uh, documentary, uh, documentaries, um, both basically said it best. You know, especially those that they interviewed. Uh, Warrior was a very opinionated person, and he would let you know about it. And that's the one thing that made him kind of a controversial figure in and out of the ring. You know, and even behind the scenes when he would be working for WWE. You know, he was a very opinionated person. You know, he would give you he would give you his opinion on something whether you liked it or not. So, you know, they did all that. One thing biography did that Darkseid didn't, because I think Darkseid couldn't get access anyway, was they show behind the scenes footage of a lot of the uh, takes that they would have to do when it comes to doing promos and everything. And they even talked about a promo, an apology promo that Warrior had to do to a kid that he snapped at at a at um at an airport and this was at a time after he lost the title and and everything i think it was even before um you know no no what it was yeah it was uh i think it was was it around the time he lost the title and it was going towards SummerSlam or or something or was it after he, no i think it was when he came back in 92 it was after he came back in 92 uh, Warrior uh, snapped at a kid. He, he snapped at a kid. And, you know, he had to basically go on in character on camera because the family of the kid was connected to WWE. And he had to apologize to him. He had to apologize to him. And he had to take and he had to do several takes to do it. And even even in the video that they were showing of these takes, he would argue, he was getting frustrated. He was getting angry uh, with Vince, you know, because you know, he's like, look, what am I doing? You know, I'm doing what you're telling me, but, you know, it, it's like he wanted to know, you know, exactly why he was doing this apology and everything. So I think he knew, but still, it's like, really, you know, I, I need to do this. So, yeah, it was just one of those situations to where he was like, you know, you, you got to see the behind the scenes frustration that he and Vince and all of them would, would have with each other. Um, so yeah, it was one of those situations and they even had Mark Calloway, the undertaker, you know, as part of this as well, talking about it. And, um, and, you know, again, they had, like I said, they used similar footage, if you will, in their own unique ways, you know, of course, A&E collaborating with WWE, straight up access, dark side doing their thing on how they would show footage. Uh, they have footage of him as a guest on primetime wrestling. It's the same footage and everything. So, 
you know, yeah, but but basically both overall gave their take, gave their own takes on on the warrior and everything, and and it, it was I'll, I'll say this is very intriguing, very intriguing to, to say the least, very intriguing, because again you had one side that you know. You know, mostly would talk about the negative. Try with some talking about the positive. Well, on the other hand, you had somewhat of a balancing out, um, if you will. You had a balancing out, if you will, uh, between there. So it, it was one of those kind of situations that, you know, again, as I mentioned earlier, who do you really believe? Who's telling the full-on truth, and who's telling, you know, the you know, who's telling, you know, a, basically it's like, who's telling the full on truth? It's like, who's telling the full on truth and who's telling the truth, but hiding a few things they don't want you to know. You know, th- that's the one thing you have to know. It's like, who's being honest? Who's like being truly legit, um, if you will. It's like, who's truly being legit? And, Again, both did interesting takes. There's no doubt about it. Did very interesting takes. Um, you know, dark side. You know, they didn't touch. They they touched upon his football career. His football play. They touched upon him doing football briefly, but mostly it was about the wrestling. Mostly about the bodybuilding and the transition into wrestling, and then the transition into motivational speaking and stuff like that. So, you know, dark side did that, and dark side also. You know, showed some of those videos he did when he had his head completely shaved, and he would call out guys like Hogan and Savage or one of some of them, and call them you know all kinds of names, all kind of colorful verbiage, if you will. And they kind of had something similar with him from 2005. I think it might have been an RF video shoot he was doing or some kind of shoot from his house. So, yeah, you know, they had something similar there. But you know they had access here on Dark Side of the Ring to the to the ones that he did like on YouTube and everything before his passing, you know before he did his reconciliation too. Um, but yeah, again, they they covered a lot between both. But when you combine both of them together, they covered everything. They covered just about everything you've known about and some things you didn't know about, and that's. That's what's kind of cool about it, you know. And that's what that's that's what's kind of cool about it because you can basically, if you don't like with one, if you don't get, you know, every if you don't get the full in, you know, index of, of everything, you know, out of one, you can always look at the other one, you know, to get what was left out. So you have a choice. So you have a choice, like, you know, you could, or well, not a choice, but you have basically a two-part situation here you like you have part one or chapter one the biography a and e or the a and e biography and then part two you have dark side of the ring the there you go um but yeah it was, both were very interesting takes both did end on good notes and everything talking about his reconciliation with wwe with vince uh his reconciliation with jake and everything because Jake still had an issue with him. Jake basically wanted to get even with him, but much to his surprise, Warrior's the one that approached him and 
you know, said, hey, man, let's let's bury the hatchet, basically. You know, let's bury the hatchet. And, you know, that, you know, that was in the past. Let's let bygones be bygones. You know, I apologize and things. You know, I apologize and stuff. And, and Jake, you know, Jake was surprised by that. He was caught off guard to the point that he's like, you know what? I accept it. I accept your apology. And they did show behind us. And I think they did show behind the scenes footage of the, of him at the, uh, of him embracing Jake as well at the hall of fame. And I think A&E had the same stuff. Um, and they also had, they also had him, you know, you know, reconciling with Hulk as well, which was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, again, both ended on a good note with him going into the Hall of Fame. Aim, in my opinion, talking about the positive. Sherry actually talked about how she found out, but then, of course, they had to get into his passing, which happened a couple of days later, you know, after his last appearance on Raw, his final appearance on Raw. And um, Sherry was, you know, gave her recognition of how she found out when she, I think, got a phone call from a friend saying, Oh, I'm so sorry about Jim. And she's like, What are you talking about? And that's when she found out about his passing, you know, in um, I think it was in Scottsdale or in Phoenix, Arizona, when they were coming out of the, the hotel. Now, one thing I will criticize Dark Side of the Ring on about, and, and I know and I know they have to do this to kind of give people an idea of how, you know, it may have happened by doing the reenactment. But I think in this case, you didn't have to have a reenactment of him collapsing um outside of the hotel on the way to the hospital. I don't think you need to do that. I think it would have been best if you would have left that out and it would have been just fine in everything. It would have been just fine. Um, Dana, of course, when she talked about it, you know, thought, okay, he's just tired. I'll, I'll get, you know, I'll get you something. You just rest, you know, cause it was, it's been an exhausting weekend, you know, the hall of fame, WrestleMania raw, you know, and they're getting ready to go to do spring break. But, you know, she's like, look, I'll just do it. Do it. Uh, you just rest. I'll get you whatever you need. And basically, Warrior's like, no, no, I need, I need to get to the hospital. Something's not. It's basically Warrior knew something wasn't right. And Dana, as soon as she kind of like started to see the series, I guess started to register what was going on. She was like, oh no. You know, it's like she knew too. It's like suddenly she started to kind of get the idea of, uh oh, like this. This doesn't. This is not good. If he's saying he needs to go to the hospital, and basically she said that, and she was breaking down when she talked about this. That they're not even barely out of the hotel when he just collapsed, and she could not grab him. It was like watching a big old uh, trunk, big old tree trunk fall, and everything to the ground, and she couldn't catch him, and everything. And she, she again, she started breaking down and crying and saying that. You know, they, they left the kids there for them to rest and everything because they didn't as well as because they didn't want them at the hospital. But by doing so, she robbed her daughters of the last time they would see their dad um, ever again uh, until, I guess, the, the funeral. Uh, but, yeah, she but, yeah, that, that's uh, that's how basically both ended in a sense, both kind of came to a close. They, again, they start, it was a bittersweet ending on both ends. Both talked about it. Like I said, both talked about his reconciliation um, with the company and, and those involved and those that he may have caused issues with. But uh, then of course they had to talk about his passing. Uh, the overall thing though, is they said that 
his legacy is one that's always going to be remembered that he is a once in a lifetime individual and that he is that basically he lived up to what he said he was going to do. He was going to make himself into somebody that people would be taught that would people would be talking about forever. He'd get, he basically be somebody that was, you know, going to live on forever. You know, basically he was going to make a legacy for himself that people would talk about, um, you know, forever in a day. And that's what he did. You know, that's what he did. And again, together, both, both uh, shows, both documentaries uh, did a great job. They filled in, uh, they filled basically every single gap you could think of. Like I said, if A and E didn't talk about something, but touch upon it, dark side was there to fill it in. If dark side didn't fully touch upon something, A and E was there to fill it in. So it was kind of a good balancing out, um, if you will, uh, between both between both special uh, both uh, shows, um, if you will. And now, what's interesting though is a lot of people criticized A and E's biography for not t- talking about his brief run in WCW back in '98. Dark Side of the Ring didn't do it either. <laughs> they didn't. We know it happened. We as fans know it happened. WWE knows it happened. Dark, those in charge of Dark Side of the Ring knows it happened, but neither one of them touched upon it. They put basically they touched upon his, you know, his bodybuilding career, transition to wrestling, transition to motivational speaker, his controversialness, if you will, and then his reconciliation, and that was it. Never once, never once did they talk about um, his uh, his run in WCW. Not once. They talked about everything else you know, if you will, but they never talked about his run in WCW. And that was crazy. Because I and, and here's the thing. Last night, I'm watching Dark Side of the Ring while I'm eating dinner, and I'm thinking that if anybody's going to talk about, you know, the warrior in WCW, if any biography's not, you know, it's got to be Dark Side of the Ring. But they didn't. They didn't talk, talk about it. They just talked about the last time he was in WWF as a competitor in 96 before he was let go again, and that was it. They acted like the run in WCW never happened. But we as fans know it did. We as fans know it did. And I'm I'm just like, really? You know, you're going to leave that out? I mean, you, you talk about an interesting part. I mean, here's the thing. I have the Warrior, I have the, the Warrior uh, DVD that they brought out when he reconciled with them. I have that Warrior DVD there, and they talk about it on there. They talk about it on there, but they didn't talk about it here. They talked about everything else, but, you know, not that. So I guess they felt it wasn't that important. Uh, but again, overall, it was just it was, it was just good. You know, I'll, I'll give them credit. Both overall did a did a fantastic job. Yes, I'll agree with Alex, Alex Six, just Alex, if you will, that you did get some self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior vibes from Dark Side of the Ring at times. But I thought they did a good job. Um AE biography, they have a reputation of doing a good job on whoever they talk about. I thought they did decently here with Warrior. And uh I can't say any more than that. I, I really can't. I mean, both I think talked about Biography, A&E biography talked about it more so than Darkseid, I think. But both talked about how, you know, 
Warrior was put into a program with with Andre, and that basically was what kind of was the catalyst to his kind of like his rivalry, you know, on screen and and off screen, if you will, behind the scenes with with Hulk. Like, hey, whatever you can. It basically it was a basically they summed it up in a way that it was a one upsmanship deal between them. Like, whatever you can do, I can do better, or I can do just as well. Like, you know, everybody knows Hogan slammed Andre at WrestleMania three. Warrior slammed him. Hey, if you could do it, I'll do it. And there you go. And that pretty much is what built them towards their match at WrestleMania six from an on-screen and behind-the-scenes uh, perspective. But again, you know, that's where a lot of a lot of what happened with Warrior afterwards kind of like changed completely. Like, you know, it, it basically he achieved the highest of highs. But then all of a sudden, it was like the lowest of lows started to come crashing down. I mean, Warrior said it himself in the A&E biography. It's like he was wondering, okay, what's next? What's next? You know, what do I do next? And, you know, again, you know, like I said, both talked about similar, you know, issues and moments and controversies. And when one – and obviously you could tell that when – one wouldn't talk about one thing or slightly touch upon it. The other would be there to fill in that gap. And that's what I got. And that's the vibe I got out of watching both. When A&E would slightly touch upon something, you can go right to Dark Side of the Ring and say, yeah, they talked about it. They didn't hide from it. And again, this is, uh, to me, both are good companion pieces to each other. You can watch the A&E biography and enjoy how good it is, but and then notice that, hmm, you know, it sounds like, the, and, and then notice that, hmm, it seems like they're leaving out some things here. They're not totally giving us the full details. You know, you know, and uh, so after you watch that, you can go over the dark side of the ring and say, okay, let's see what they have to say. And then you'll probably notice the similar issues and everything being talked about. But you'll also notice that there is more expansion on things that were slightly touched upon in the A&E biography. But overall, I can't say any more than, you know, job well done on both ends. Job well done. And uh, I will say this. If you have not watched these yet, if you've not watched these yet, you go on demand. If if you have Xfinity or Cox or or AT&T or whoever, check out A&E, go to the biography, click on Warrior. You'll enjoy it. They go and they do a decent job, in my opinion. They got a lot of good talking heads as uh, Brian Alvarez called him, uh, discussing what's going on with Warrior and stuff. And then go to Vice On Demand, look up Dark Side of the Ring, check that out, check out the take on that. And you'll see that even though they talk about the same kind of stuff, they go into more deep. They actually also talk about things or touch upon things that are slightly touched on in the A&E one, but they expand on it more in the Dark Side one. So... Overall, again, I really enjoyed it, and I cannot wait for next week's, which is going to be on the Smith family, on the Grizzly Smith, on Grizzly Smith and his family. And all I can say, just by the sneak peek, um, man, you know, Sam, Sam Houston. I mean, we saw some. Uh, his thing, Sam Houston. We saw interviews with him before. The guy got the guy aged. He aged well, but you could definitely tell 
but you could definitely tell he looks completely different. And age will do that to you, but basically you can tell he's like a different person. It's like if you were to take a look at Sam Houston in his WWF days, in his world-class days, if you will, as well as his NWA days, you would basically be like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> you know, is this the same guy? You get that vibe when you see him. And then, of course, they're going to talk to Jake, but they also talk to Rock and Robin. Yeah, they got Rock and Robin. And, you know, she looks, well, except for the short hairstyle and the, the grayness or the silver in her hair, uh, she pretty much looks the same. She's older in the face, you could tell, but she's pretty much the same. So her, and out of the three kids, her and Jake, no offense, Sam Houston, they aged, they aged, ve- they aged very well. I'll put it that way. Yeah, Jake didn't look like that in the past, but now, but now when you look at him, it's like, whoa, what a transformation back to you you know, almost 20 years ago. Like, what a fountain of youth transformation, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, they got that upcoming next, and I, then then after that, I think they're taking a break as they prepped and get ready for the second half, which I think will be later on in the summer, and then that's when we'll get, like, XPW, FMW, you know, Canyon, Luna Vashon, and all of them. So, yeah, um, but overall, I truly enjoyed this special, and uh, not the special, but I truly Enjoyed both documentaries on Warrior, A&E, and, and Darkseid. Um, like I said, they're both good companion pieces to each other because when one doesn't touch upon everything or kind of slightly touches upon it, you can always rely on the other to fill in the gaps. But let me know what your thoughts are down below. Comment if you like. What did you think about the Ultimate Warrior um, document? Uh, uh, the Ultimate Warrior uh documentaries uh documentaries i should say the ultimate warrior documentaries on a and e and dark side of the ring do you feel they both are good companion pieces to each other you know who do you think did a better job in filling in the gaps do you think one was there to fill in the gaps when the other didn't and uh do you think maybe what you know let's say alex six said in his twitter might be true that maybe dana might be hiding something now, she might be shady in what she was saying about, oh, you know, the the dark side of the ring one was f- smut and filth. What are your thoughts? Comment down below. Let me know how you all feel about it. Uh, thank you all for joining. Really appreciate your support here on, on my YouTube channel. I've gotten about just about 11,010 subscribers as we speak. So let's get it going, guys. Let's build back up. Uh, Patreon is open. I don't even think I – patreon.com at uh, Roses is open if you want to donate there. I don't even know if I did any live chats. I, I don't even know if I did monetization on my live, my live here. But if not, I do apologize if you guys wanted to do super chatting. But, uh, but yeah, let me know what your thoughts are down below. Comment if you like. I'd love to hear from each and every one of you on this. And, yeah, that's it, it guys. So take care. God bless. I am out. Check out Dark Side of the Ring as well as A&E Biography with a collab with WWE. I think you'll enjoy what you get. So till next time, guys, God bless. Take care. I am out.